Hello, everyone. Oh, there we go. Now it started recording. Hello, everyone. I'm back today, and I'm joined by two amazing people behind one of the films, which is making a, which is premiering at the Toronto After Dark Film Festival. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves and kind of tell everyone about your film? Sure. You know. Uh, I'm Eric Blumquist. Our movie's called Founders Day. It's a murder mystery slasher movie set around a small town election. And I'm Carson Blumquist, and we wrote Founders Day together. So how did you guys kind of come up with this idea? What made you decide to start, decide to go to pursue this movie specifically? Eric and I have a very formative love of slasher films. Um, We remember sort of being kids and being introduced to it and just kind of falling in love with the subgenre itself. Um, We could point to a number of of films that sort of have inspired it, but we also love the idea of a community-based thriller. So we wanted to infuse those together and and make a really intricate, fun murder mystery. Mm -hmm. Now, when you have a slasher movie, right, there's a lot of criticism that gets lobbed at reg like it just had any slasher movie because people sometimes call them you know kind of by the book or you know over the top how did you make a film that was different from those kind of i guess typical slasher movies um i think we have a love for some of those movies too but it's it's I think sometimes these criticisms are just a matter of taste, too, in terms of like what an audience member is looking for. But in terms of what we did here, I mean, we wanted to make something that was kind of a political thriller at the small town level meets slasher movies. So we we want to have like some fun, bigger kill scenes and cat and mouse. But our villain is very much, I would say, grounded in reality. And, and that's partially like no supernatural bent, which we've done. We love. But um it's very much like, what if a there was political intrigue and the and there was an external villain and we just threw a slasher villain into the mix, like a right. mass, a mass and murderer. There's sort of like the archetypical setup with slashers, but I think this this angle helps us kind of inject something new into it. And I think uh, speaking for both of us, we like the familiar. We like sort of like the idea of there are tropes for a reason, and it's okay to embrace them. But adding it's specific, right? Specificity, a new layer, and you use it to maybe say something new or say something differently. Um, some movies are subversive and are subversive for the sake of it. Uh, this isn't necessarily what we wanted to do with this, but we wanted to be able to live in a um, a more sort of traditional kind of slasher setup in some ways while injecting as i said that that sort of like edge into it and and kind of like offering a few different layers to it that you might not traditionally get so you you talk about how this is a murder mystery and a slasher movie now both those movies have very strict or to some extent very strict rules on how things have to unfold so you don't give away too much for the audience and so how hard was that to kind of merge those two types of films together and those kind of rules and um you know what you're expected to do with those films i think there's something we just talked a lot about in terms of like how do you surprise people who have seen a lot of these movies without it looking like you're doing something just to surprise them which is why i don't think like you need to like actively stray from the path in terms of like like you're not allowed to have this archetype in this movie i don't think that that's necessarily this because because we do um but they're just specific to our movie but we did try to find pockets for like 
what if this happens and then how or this happened in a different way than you might I don't want to give anything away like if yeah if something happens in in a way like how do you how do you tease out what what happens next how do you make something how do you, you know how, I know what you, mean, you, you know, I know what I'm dancing uh, around of course. Right now, it, trying it, to say we, something we feel like it, it's hard to sort of like navigate expectations a lot because again you were saying like our audience many of them have seen so many slasher films so there is that built-in idea of they're going to expect one thing you want to turn it on its head a little bit but like you said you don't want it to be the complete opposite of that where you're just kind of like doing it just doing it for the sake of it so we we are tiptoeing this line between um honoring i think the framework while also I think also thinking about what would get us if we were an audience member too, and saying like this would be an interesting thing to to see and 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 have kind of play out in a certain way. So we, we use that as our guide, and it kind of pulled us through, and and it, it came out. I think uh, we hope it would. Yeah. So, what like to kind of go to more about you guys? What are your favorite slasher movies? Because I know you, I guarantee you've seen a ton of them especially, you know, leading up to this movie and all the other movies you've done. I mean, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that we love Scream and it's very oh, formative yeah. for us. And we, uh, I think what we tried to glean from that as we made this was just that tone of mischief and intrigue and uh, community uh, and, and doing it in our own way and in its own context. Yeah. But that's that's what we tried to. And also that film exposed us to so many others and and sort of classic slasher films that our appreciation has has just grown and grown for so it's interesting to kind of have that that reference point um but we we sort of you know we run the gamut we love all sorts of plastic slashers and then there's ones that you know we grew up with that are and we grew up in an interesting time too with like the abundance of remakes for a lot of these films and sometimes we'd see the remake first or whatever and 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 we sort of see um validity in 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 like all of them in different ways, right? Because I think like it's hard to broad strike like remakes aren't great or 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 whatever. Because I do think there's validity to a good handful that that are out there, and we we try to glean and and take what we think works from from I think all of that and, and synthesize it in a way. That yeah, for us. I mean, I think that there's a kind of like a little bit of glossiness in some of the modern remakes, and we try to have a little bit of that like sheen on some parts of this. But then you go back to stuff like like the original Halloween and there's this this permeating whist and this kind of like, like sadness and lots of parts of it. And we, we try to find that here too, that, that there's this ongoing longing. Right. And I think what we really like is the movie is a modern movie. It takes place now, but it also feels like the town is set in the past a little bit and it has this older charm. So we get to kind of like cross both of those um, sensibilities and, and kind of run with it. Now, were there any challenges when you're making this movie, things that kind of happened while you're in the process of making it where you had to either, you know, make changes on the fly or kind of, you know, patch up the boat, so to speak? Um, yeah, yeah, there definitely were. I can think of a handful. One off the top of my head is we had to roll with some inclement weather a couple times and and we kind of leaned into it. And um, if you see the film, you know what we mean. It just sort of injects a really cool quality um, we had a rain day that ended up being the best thing that could have happened. It could have derailed us, or it could have been the best thing that could have happened to us. And it was it, it was the best thing that could have happened to us. Um, and then there's other things too, where you know 
we make discoveries on the day because we have a certain limitation we weren't expecting or a location kind of thing randomly like throws a curveball at us so we're like well the scene has to go this way and then we're able to sort of like rationalize something that happens later or before in a different way and and i think the spontaneity of of what can happen is one of the most fun parts and i think um can add a certain dimensionality to to the script if if you allow it to so how hard was it to cast this movie and how hard is it i guess generally do you find it to cast movies like this where there's so many moving parts and you you have to have certain types of actors who can properly pull off some of these very you know like where they know something and then it's but they have to kind of play it off like they don't right we we often start with friends actors that we've worked with before just people that we know are going to just be very reliable and strong and give them something fun and new to do play to their strengths but also surprise people and then from there we, we kind of build out from there so there are there are linchpins throughout the whole thing um, and that may even go to the writing process where we write something around somebody that that we've worked with before um, and then that makes the whole thing a little bit easier because it's like it's like getting the first paragraph down if you're writing an essay it just it just gives your it just gives what you're doing a little bit more shape um which can you know it's a long process and you you look at a lot of people and you watch a lot of um really great auditions and you just build that you're building a community yeah. from there especially with something like this where there are so many people yeah so when you write you write for people you kind of see playing the roles because i know there's some people when they write they write for like you know legendary actors who you know they kind of want to build characters on them they find people who kind of fit that mold so you build you write for people who you think would are you know going to be acting in your movie yeah, it's, it's a, it's it's a mix, mix yeah. so like i mean the the guy who plays the deputy in this movie has works with us a lot adam wepler and he uh, you know we wanted this to be different from the last role that he did which was you know like a, a bleach blonde mullet uh, asshole at summer camp we want you know he's like now mustached small town cop um, so we just did that just because it's to his sensibilities, but also because it's different. Um, and then from there, I, I think Amy was next for Blair and we had worked with her previously and she, we were just like, this would be really fun. And then Carson had the idea, Commissioner Peterson, the co- this, is, this is an example of something that is totally different than writing for somebody. Right. Um, although we tailored the role. Once right. We, we originally envisioned uh, the commissioner as a man. And then as this got closer, we're like, well, what if this? And and I proposed we could uh, have Catherine Curtin, um, and and she sort of adds a really interesting specificity to the role that we're like, oh, now it couldn't have been anyone else, right? Um, just like female Chief Wiggum meets Matlock <laughs> meets Columbo, yeah. and and she it was it's just so fun, right? Um, so that's something where it's like we thought of that before changing a ton of words on the page and thought that it could work. And then we tailored the moments that yeah. needed to be tailored to it. And then we let her fly. So was there anyone kind of new? There obviously there's a lot of younger actors in this movie. Was there anyone new who it like really just surprised you? And was, you were like, Oh my God, I, that was amazing. How, like, you know, I'm happy. I think everybody has those moments, which I'm really happy with. Like, I mean, and we yeah. shoot really fast, so everybody just was really in the pocket and allowed us to not have to do a lot of takes, but they gave us a lot of options, too. So I was I was really happy that people were just right. so prepared and excited and ready to do it. Yeah, I don't know if I have a specific instance of it, because I know we have, you know, general great confidence in our entire ensemble, but I think there are pockets in each movie because it's an ensemble piece where someone brought something 
new to us that we were like, this is awesome. Like this is this is a surprise and this is fun. And 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 there's character moments like that layered throughout. Um, I think across the ensemble. So are there any uh, horror or slasher directors or directors in general who you look up to or you really like feel like you know you like to model your style of filmmaking off of? I mean, there's I mean, there's obviously elements of of Wes Craven and stuff. We were talking last night. I mean, not necessarily in the things that I, I think, just in terms of the variety and the big swings. Like, I admire M Night Shyamalan and just the kind of like what he, especially what he's been doing the past few years, just with the, I mean, the old school stuff for sure, but just the the whole like. I'm going to do my thing. I think it's, I think it's great. Just it's cool. It's just really cool to see. And so you know, it, I don't know what the next one's going to be. Right. Like, some of it will resonate like, with people. Some of it won't. There's a subjectivity to it too, but we, we kind of like, and it, it goes outside of just horror too. people that are not afraid to take a swing. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously within reason, like, but it, t- take the swing and kind of like make cool, bold choices um, in, in familiar setups i we, we like that kind of stuff um but i don't think we like have a specific like person we model stuff after but different inspirations that that we take with us across like you know a bunch of a bunch of people a bunch of people who have made their formative movies for us as we, well we say this in a lot of interviews i think ultimately we want to make the movie that we would rent at friday night yeah at, at blockbuster and just at nine o'clock and just bring to a sleepover so how hard is it to find the funding for this movie was it a relatively easy process or was there a lot of you know, trying to convince people that, you know, you, that this was an idea which would work. It's, it's different for every yeah. movie and it's, 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 it can be a, a long road of just, um, just timing for the, the movie itself and people's different situations and what the movie needs at any given time. So I think that it is like an, it, it wasn't a short road, but I mean, I think that's the case with any movie is that things just kind of, uh, our ongoing conversations and then, right. and then, and then suddenly you realize like everything's kind of aligned and, and, and it works. Yeah. The interesting thing about this is founders day is the first idea for a movie we had. We did a concept trailer like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and we thought, Oh, right then and there, someone will jump in and help us make it in, in some like, you know, naivety. Yeah. But um, we ended up sort of using it as a motor to do some shorts turned to features, a, a series. And, um, and then we find ourselves in a really interesting, advantageous position to say, like, oh, we've amassed sort of enough of a following and, and, and respect about what we're doing that uh, we're able to take this on now. So it is a long road. Um, and I think there's a lot of, like, confidence and trust building that happens along the way. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, it all started with that concept trailer and the idea and the spark of it. So... Obviously, the last few years, there's been a lot of different circumstances, obviously, uh, the pandemic and then now the or then the writer's strike and now the ongoing actor strike. Were any of those kind of impediments to making the movie? Were there any delays because of any of those events? We were fortunate. I mean, we're, we, we shot this before strikes and we filmed right at the tail end of COVID restrictions. So mm-hmm. we were kind of nestled in an okay pocket i think i mean there there were definitely some you know challenges that there are in any movie with everything but i think that we were we were happy not to be shooting in the heart of, yeah. of either of these things no doubt so i do have to ask your opinion on kind of the writer strike and the ongoing actor strike uh because it's a topic everyone is kind of talking about now 
as writers, obviously, what do you do you have any particular views? Obviously, the writers got a deal which looks pretty, you know, much like what they wanted from the beginning. The actors are still trying to get some sort of deal. I think I think ultimately it's it's, it's a very complicated issue. I'm glad that on the ground has been reached for the writers and I hope that it will be for the actors soon because I know everybody wants to get back to work and it's I, I think a lot of it hinges on just the changing landscape and just making sure that what's happening is sustainable for for right. all to the extent that it can be just in terms of the viewership patterns changing and where and when and how people are watching things so I think it's it's, it's a lot of uncharted territory and and just the way through i think it's just having discussions to yeah and and streaming is the big thing that kind of like you know is part of this whole thing and and, and it's an unprecedented kind of like shift from where things were going so it, it complicates everything and and it, i think it complicates the discussion but because you think about this line I mean, like 20 years ago i mean it, it was you could measure like this is a dvd sale this is a vhs sale this is a tv airing and it's very yeah. it's very different now it's just probably so different it's, it's it's figuring out Ultimately, I think a lot of things come down to, um, and this is just outside those discussions, it's hoping that people that are watching things, the viewers, like, value, value, value content in the same way that they would if they were to just, you know, go and rent it at Blockbuster or, or go it. and buy it or go whatever. Right. Um, and and so, like, a lot of people are used to the, the streaming model now, which is the flat fee for everything for the month. But I think it's just finding ways to encourage people to see value in art. Um, in a financial way so that art can be actually valued for the for the creators yeah so i learned that this was your first time in toronto and yeah. i have to know you guys apparently were doing a bunch of touristy things and so what were <laughs> what were you doing and how do you like the city it was great we, it, we landed yeah. here two days ago uh, we did a big walk yesterday we were out of the city we were in niagara falls today i think we're going to the cn tower and we have a lot of friends getting in today and we're just going to Pop around and see what's up. We'll take recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, down, downtown is so much fun. Um, uh, is there anything that you've kind of, you know, found more exciting than you thought you would have kind of not being in the city before? I think it's still a little bit early um, and, and we're going to be able to spend, spend the weekend kind of really jumping into a few things. We've been anticipating this movie last night. I'll, I will say the Scotiabank was really cool and opening yeah. night was a lot of fun. So yeah. I think that's the, I don't say su surprise, but sort of the the nice kind of like energizing thing that that, that we got. Uh, we saw a burlesque show yeah, we saw burlesque That was show. fun. <laughs> that was fun. Or Friday, Wednesday, we saw a Wednesday burlesque show. Yeah. Um, and we have a long list of restaurant and bar recommendations that we're looking to hit as much as, as we can because we're we'd like to to eat and drink our way through a new city. Too. Yeah. Is there any food that you've liked here so far? We have a really good noodle place. I forget what it was called, but I also have a very good noodle place. We're looking for poutine. Looking, um, looking for the place to get the. I, I know this. I, I I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Toronto is not like the poutine place in Canada, but I know it's no, here. That's Quebec. Quebec. That's, but that's Quebec, yeah. But but there's. But it's it's got to be here. Somewhere. They have it. At the, they have it at the movie theater, which I'm not. I'm not going to get it there. Um, but I, I want to get it before I leave. Yeah. We've never been to Canada before either, so like we have to kind of like do some non-Toronto specific things. Too. Right. Rod struck it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you went to Niagara Falls. That's not a Toronto thing. <laughs> I know. It's Canada. That's thing. all you need to do. That's all you need to do. That's all you need. Well, I will. Still, we won't leave the city limits the rest of the time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> as a born and raised Toronto citizen i can tell you you don't need to leave the city it's great 
doesn't um, happen. Now, you talked about the movie being a political thriller, and was there any kind of bigger, you know, world lesson that you want people to take away or, or like, you know, bigger picture thing you wanted people to take away from the movie outside of it just being entertainment? There's a thesis, and I think that I, to, to an extent, and I, I don't want to say what it is necessarily, but I will say that the movie is about people jockeying for position and the way that personal politics intermingle with uh, greater exploits and yeah. the dark side of that. I, I think it's something that y- you want to see the movie to really, I think, fully comprehend in, in a way and, and have it be satisfying. But I think, you know, we, we don't want to speak too heavily about it because we leave the movie in such a way that it's not like necessarily didactic or like we're saying you should think this. It's just sort of, I think, a good conversation piece. Um, and and I think that can sort of like snowball into, you know, a number of different kind of conversations about, you know, movies about or what people think about, you know, the state Mm -hmm. of things in the world and politics, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But yeah, we have our own sort of ideas and and we're excited to see how people respond. Now, when you have a movie come out, obviously, you know, especially now with the with the Internet being and Twitter or X or whatever they call it now being very popular, obviously discourse about movies is very popular. Do you how much do you look at that? How much do you kind of engage with that? Or do you just kind of avoid it altogether because you know it's just going to be a lot of negativity and you're just not interested in it? Um, we feel confident in what we do and what we've done. And I think Eric, you know, has fun and jumps on and looks at a little bit more stuff than me, whereas I, I think m- my tendency is like, you know, we've done it. I'll see stuff sporadically, but I'm not going to like go down the rabbit hole, so to speak, you know, because I think like um, there can be fun that we had doing that. But then there's also the degree of like, you know, the Internet's the Internet. You know, people are going to Internet. So, yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> down to see like, I mean, for I, I like reading things, but I also, you know, in terms of negativity or critical re- reactions, I think it's interesting to see if, somebody, if something didn't resonate with somebody, mm-hmm. why? Because at least we can clock that information, whether we utilize it or not on other ones. It's just good to know if somebody has a, a like a, a well-reasoned sure. reason for not liking something. But I do see, you know, conversely, there are, there's there's gamesmanship to online who have just who's going to say the snarkiest thing exactly and, and I think people underestimate to the extent that that can actually sink a movie because if somebody like writes something snarky and then a bunch of people heart it because they think it's funny and pingy that rises who to also the top. haven't seen it right who also <laughs> haven't seen it then like that rises to the top and that's what people see when they come to see a movie so I think that, that there are people who like to sink movies for sport but then there are people who genuinely like things just might not jive with them and they they have a reason and I think that's actually interesting and helpful because we want to. Right make things that we love but people enjoy too so it's just interesting to gather that information yeah i I think also to piggyback on that we appreciate um when we can tell someone has really taken the time and and like Mm -hmm. invested in in the movie and it's not just a disposable kind of like aside that like is immature or whatever but like you know it's it's nice when you see like someone's engaged with this and someone's asking a cool question or something like that we love that so i'm gonna ask each of you if you could give, I guess, like a 30 second or less kind of elevator pitch to someone who is watching this interview and is like not sure if they want to watch your movie to try to get them to watch it. Um, we're going to share a 30 second pitch. Jump in when I. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, 
Founders Day is a very sharp political thriller mixed with a traditional slasher film. And go, go, go. If you like Autumn, if you like a cool weapon that I won't tell you everything it does. And uh, and a unique villain that um, we hope will be in party cities and other Halloween yeah. stores next fall. <laughs> and if you like, if you, if, and if you like, like kind of fun, acid, acid, acid tongues, political drama and people that are at odds and jockeying for position and, and have a lot of personal drama and intrigue and you're peeling back layers and, then somebody dies like this. And you want to have a fun time watching a movie, yeah, watch Founders Day. This is a movie for you. <laughs> and if you are in any way a fan of Catherine Curtin and anything she's ever done in her life, I this think is the moment. Like, this, is, this is a movie for you. <laughs> that was that was a pretty good pitch. Um now what do you guys what are your, your future kind of plans? What do you want to work on? Or what are you working on? Um we have some things percolating, trying to map it out probably at some point next year. Uh, we love working in the genre sort of ballpark, um, and that extends into other subgenres too. We love thrillers. We love um, just all sorts of fun, engaging, kind of gripping stuff. We also love different genres like coming-of-age films, um, but uh, we're not sure 100% what exactly the next project is going to be, but we are slowly steadily looking toward it and, and trying to hope that becomes clearer soon. We have a couple of things on the movies we want to reboot list. Uh, <laughs> so if the opportunity ever presents itself, we're happy to pitch. <laughs> now I had to leave this question till like the near the end, because I don't know what the reaction is going to be, but do you guys ever fight on set about things or fight when you're writing about things? And how do you kind of resolve that? It's a great question. Um, yeah, we, we can butt heads. I don't think we've ever come to an impasse when it comes to a creative decision about like the script or on set. We're at the hip on set all the time. I don't think we really ever come to a thing where like we're doing this. No, we're doing this. No, there can like there can be friction, but I think ultimately we're both be, happy but, with the resolution. Yeah, and and I think we have a good knack for um, trust when it comes down to it. And like if someone has a stronger instinct or is maybe seeing something that the other person is not able to in the moment, then there's that sort of um, ability to let go and, 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 and lean on each other. So that's good. It's a benefit for sure. And I know um, we're fortunate to have that sibling relationship. Mm. So with that being said, can you tell everyone where they can watch your movie? Well, if you're, I don't know when you're, this is getting posted, but it's It'll probably be soon. All right. Well, if it's if it's today, you can see it to run off your dog. October twentieth. If not, it'll be. I mean, they'll 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 be new soon. We're we're uh, we're working on finding a place for wire release right now. So, um, when you want to know when that is, we're at Founders Day Movie and at Mainframe Pictures, and we do lots of announcements and fun things there. And it should be more widely accessible soon. Yeah. So is there a pl- so there is a plan for a theatrical release at some point soon, hopefully. Yeah, that's very distinctly possible. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll see. see. That. We'll see what's up. Well, that being said, thank you guys so much. Uh, this probably won't be out today, so, uh, but I will be at I will be at um, tonight to watch the film. But that's awesome. I'm, you. you know, everyone who's there is watching this after because there's no way I'm going to be able to edit and release this by yeah. tonight. But you know, if everyone watching this wants to watch it. They can follow Founders Day on social media, and I'm sure 
that more information will be coming soon. Thank you guys and for taking the time. I know you guys have so much to do. You guys have a massive city to explore. So yeah. I appreciate that. And I think the audience appreciated that. And do you want to promote anything else before you head out? Social, your personal social medias or anything? Um, we're at Mainframe Pictures. Um, Our name's yeah. at Carson Lundquist, at Eric Lundquist. Um, yeah, but uh, and, yeah, uh, go Founders Day. Yeah, I got. go Founders Day. Changes here. Changes here. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. And thank you everyone for watching. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.